Hey guys, welcome back. We're so excited to have you back. We have been talking a little bit. We've gotten a lot of feedback and it's been really good and really helpful. And Haley and I had a really long conversation the other day trying to figure out how to implement some of the things you've told us. So I am in a different spot in my room trying to improve the sound quality. Right now we don't have money really for microphones but we're doing the best with what we can. So we're both on the floor. (laughs) Real (laughs) cute. And then we're also going to try and approach questions a little differently towards the end of the podcast. So if you notice a little bit of a change, it's because we're trying to do feedback in the best way possible with you guys. Go ahead and let us know if you hear any of the differences that feedback is always welcome. And we will try and continue to listen to what you have to say to us. It's been very helpful. Feedback has been great. I love the honesty. I'm very (laughs) narcissistic in the way that I want to know what people think about me. So I wanted to know what people thought about the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) So I appreciate yeah, the podcast. It was a little Mm -hmm. surprising, a little humbling, but we do appreciate it. So we would love updated feedback if you did submit feedback especially about audio Mm -hmm. we would absolutely love to know because that does help us improve yeah so thank you again for everything you've had to say all of the support you've given us so far it's so crazy we only have about three more episodes and then we'll be done but we are hoping that we can just continue to get better and better and that it'll just be more and more enjoyable for all of you to get us started, Haley, I am looking at your hot take and oh my goodness, this one's a good yes. one, guys. So why don't you tell everyone? Too many women are impressed by the bare minimum <laughs> and younger girls are picking up on that and they too are now impressed by the bare minimum. So what sparked this hot take in me was that Logan and I have a volunteer service calling with our church to work with the middle school and high school kids, I guess you could say. (laughs) So I worked with more of the girls. Logan worked with more of the guys. But Logan went to a lot of the activities with me with a lot of the young women at our church. And all of the young women would tell me how much they loved my relationship with Logan and they thought he was so sweet and kind and helpful. Mm -hmm. And they would always say to me, gosh, I just, I really hope that I can find someone as good as Logan. And while I appreciate the compliment, they were simply complimenting the fact that he is a kind person. The bar is in the floor. (laughs) And that he is a good human being who is kind to me and others. And so I thought about it and I realized, you know what? You're right. The bar is so low, not for every woman. I said too many women, not all women, not just a few, but far too many women are impressed by the bare minimum. Well, here's what I want to know, Haley. Yeah. Do you think the gays also have the bar on the floor? Ooh, gosh, that's, that's a good question. I don't think so. I don't think so either. That's, I was thinking about that and I was like, it seems like, I don't know. And maybe I'm wrong. I know there's, there's going to be bad people out there, but I feel like some of these relationships that I see gay men get into, I'm like, well, no wonder all these straight women are attracted to them. They're really (laughs) awesome guys. And they, and they're not just kind, like, they go out of their way. They do mm-hmm. things are very romantic and just, I don't know. There's just so much to them. And so I'm like, is that what we should be aspiring to? Exactly. Well, not trying no, to marry I mean, men, <laughs> but straight men. Yes, exactly. And it's while I appreciate all of those things and Logan, obviously there's more to him. It was very surprising that that is what impressed the young women that he was Mm -hmm. simply a good person. And Mm -hmm. it was just really sad to think about where they're at in their lives and knowing that they're trying to navigate their first somewhat serious relationships in high school. Yeah. And to know that a lot of them were already in very 
toxic relationships and were not interested in taking advice from someone who mm-hmm. they seem to look up to. So I just, I thought that was interesting and it needs to be said that, that too many are just impressed with the bare minimum. So then I guess going off of that, what in your opinion would be more than the bare minimum? So they kind of know what to look for. I mean, what was, what was Logan for you when he was going past that? Well, I think that you should expect the bare minimum from them Mm -hmm. and then let yourself be surprised by going beyond that. So Mm -hmm. don't be impressed that someone is kind to you. Don't be impressed that someone is kind to others. Be impressed maybe in the effort that they put into that or be impressed by maybe the way that they go about certain situations, possibly maturity, and look for more features that you personally want in someone. So I think that everyone should expect that bare minimum and you should not be surprised by someone being kind to you and kind to other people. And I think that for Logan, looking back, I think that I was seeing that minimum that everyone should expect. And then he seemed to go beyond that. So not only was he kind to everyone, but he was genuinely interested in my friends. He was genuinely interested in their lives and not on a superficial level. Yeah. I've noticed that too. I've noticed even just, even now, like we'll get on phone calls or something and Haley will give me some advice, but then Logan pops in. <laughs> and Yeah. I don't even stuff. realize he's listening. <laughs> yeah. And I've actually learned a lot from him and he's been willing to help me out. He doesn't just care about me on a superficial level. It doesn't feel like, and that's mm-hmm. been really nice. And I get that like your friends should still be your friends, but I don't think there's anything wrong with your spouse also wanting to connect with them and be friends with yeah. them. And so that was a really nice change to not have them be just, oh, another one of my friend's husbands who we talk for two seconds and just Mm -hmm. make small talk. Like he seemed genuinely invested in the people you care about. And I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a difference in seeing someone and they say hi to you and they, they genuinely like to say hi to you. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's nice. But what's even better is someone that is showing that additional interest. So that is my hot take. What about you? Um, okay. <laughs> I'm giggling because I feel like I'm going to get a lot of people trying to fight me. Uh, I feel like that's all of my hot takes. I just want people to fight me, I guess. Right. So this one is fall is my least favorite season. And summer. Are you even a white girl? I know. I'm doing them dirty. I am disrespecting white girl culture and I'm so sorry. I've seen your Instagram. I can be white girl sometimes, but not in the fall. It's not Christian girl fall for me. No. Um, (laughs) But I know it is for you. So I'm sorry to disrespect. But here's the thing. It's not that fall is bad by any means. I really like, well, you hear the silence as I think about what I like. Um, (laughs) I like I like the clothes and I will say the the colors on the trees are pretty. Thanksgiving is fantastic because, you know, food. Who wouldn't love that? Lots. I'm not the biggest fan of Halloween, but I'll do it. And then I like pumpkin spice, but only because it reminds me of eggnog, which is winter. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) I love eggnog. (laughs) I I remember that now. I think for me, summer is better for me because I do better in the sun. I get that vitamin D feels good. I get to be out in the pool, which I Mm -hmm. just, I love swimming. I love the ocean. It's easy to drive. There's not fear of icy roads. Every day is really nice. I just like summer better. And then for fall, The biggest contributing factor to it being my least favorite season, I think, which contrasts exactly with summer and spring, is the fact that fall is about things dying and kind of the end of a warm season. So you see all the trees dying. There's Halloween, which is all about spooky and scary and death and (laughs) dark things. It's just not the vibe that I'm going for. Okay. Okay. 
But when spring comes around, the grass starts getting greener. You can tell the kids get a little more excited. I'm sure in your classroom when spring comes oh, around, yes. they're, they get spring fever bad, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it just feels like a whole difference is in the atmosphere in general. Mm. And it's just so nice. I just love summer. I do love summer. Now, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't mind living somewhere near a beach. But sometimes I do think I'll miss having all four seasons. Yes. Because it is nice having all four. But I wouldn't be upset if I only experienced winter for like a week during Christmas <laughs> and then went back to warm weather. So wow. that's my hot take. I know it's controversial. It is. Don't hate me. Well, I can experience all four seasons in a week or a day. Here in South Carolina, I have to say fall is very difficult because it will be in the 90s through October Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. And while I love the fashion of fall, I love the fall colors. It's really hard to go out dressed up in jeans and a cute sweater as much as I want to. I am going to sweat Mm -hmm. to death. I want to go apple picking and take the cute pictures. I tried that (laughs) last year. And I thought I was going to have a heat stroke (laughs) trying to go in October. (laughs) I tried wearing my black leggings with my cute boots and socks and my trendy sweatshirt. And I was dripping in sweat within five minutes. Is it that way in South Carolina where you get up in the morning and it's it's super cold and then you go out later in the day and it starts to warm up? Because it's that way in Idaho. Kind of where... In the fall, it will be a little bit cooler, but we were going up to the mountains, which normally we can expect it to be about 15 to 20 degrees cooler. So I thought I would be okay Mm -hmm. in a sweatshirt because Mm -hmm. I was fairly comfortable before we left home. And then it was not cool at all. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) But like I went up into the mountains around the same area right around the 4th of July and Mm -hmm. I went at like five o'clock in the morning. And yes, I wore shorts, but I also wore like a big fuzzy sweatshirt to keep me warm because it was so cold. So it's completely unexpected. So I, I think that summer is the best because I know what to expect, but I do love winter because I love being cold and bundling up too. Okay. But winter fashion slaps that, that could be a whole other podcast. I'm not going to lie. Winter fashion is by far my favorite. Not a Rexburg winter. Not interested in that, but no, No. maybe like a Salt Lake winter. Yeah. Yeah. Like a beanie, a big fur coat, boots. Yeah. I I will give it that. I know it'll be interesting to see what other people have to say. So I was going to ask if you were thriving or not thriving. I am thriving. I did my internship the first day of my internship today. Yay! And it went well until, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm not thriving because it went well until I lost my Apple Pencil. Oh, no. Yeah. And those bad boys are like $130. So I'm barely sad about it. (laughs) And I looked everywhere. I think I searched that school four different times where Mm -hmm. I'm doing my internship. And then today was also my first day of school. It was also my dad's birthday. Well, my dad's passed away, but yeah, it's kind of a memory of him today. And I I actually do like his birthday. I think it's, it just feels like a good day. Mm -hmm. It's not like the day he died. I feel like I'm remembering him and celebrating him rather than remembering his death. Yeah. And so I really like his birthday. And then I was supposed to throw a surprise party for my friend tonight and it's going to be after the podcast, but lo and behold, her husband told her we were taking her to dinner. She doesn't know everything. So some of it's still a surprise. Oh, and I ordered another Apple pencil. (laughs) So I guess if I find another one, no harm done. I'll just have two. But yeah, she knows yeah. a little bit. She knows we're taking her to dinner. She doesn't know what for. She doesn't know it's for her birthday because her birthday's still in a week from now. Mm-hmm. But oh, okay. she knows we're taking her to dinner, which sucks. Oh. We had been kind of working on this for a couple weeks. For those of you who are like, well, why didn't he just go take her to do something? It's because she moved here from Nevada and she has to be here for the program, but her husband has to stay back in Nevada for work. So they're separated right now for a year, (laughs) which is really sad and it sucks, but 
that's why he had to be like just don't do anything at six and so she's of course going white what the heck so he eventually at least told her we were going to dinner but I don't know I I want to say I'm thriving but now now (laughs) I'm talking I'm like question yeah I'm I'm going back on everything so I don't really know (laughs) questioning everything sometimes your weeks are just surprising and you just never know Haley how about you I am not thriving uh I had my first day of school last Tuesday and I am on car line duty so first day of course the car line is a hot mess there's no system figured out yet it's around 2:45. we got out at 2:10, so I've already been outside for a hot minute and then we get a notice of being under a tornado watch and we have to seek shelter. So at 2.45, we have to bring the entire school inside. Mm-hmm. We are not allowed to send any of the students that already have their parents lined up in the car line outside. Parents have to, well, they have the option to come inside and shelter in place with us. Otherwise, it's, hey, there's a tornado coming. So I guess you can sit in your car, but we can't bring your kid out to you. Oh, gosh. I... Had a lash appointment scheduled. She was the first person. Not the lashes. Yes, she was the first person that I texted when we had to go into shelter. Didn't text Logan, text my mom, even though they're Did blowing up my phone. Police? I'm just no, like her last person. Hey girl, um, we have to shelter in place right now. Don't know if I'll be oh able to gosh. make it to you. So we're in there for about 45 minutes. Yeah. All in the cafeteria. Some of these kids have not been to school since March of 2020. No. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, March of 2020. 2020. And some of these kids have never even been to school before. We had K4 and K5. So they're crying. It was a whole ordeal. I go to my lash appointment afterwards and we're getting alerts to our phone and my eyes are still taped down and my lash girl keeps turning around because I go to her apartment and she's like, well, I I don't see anything flying in the air. So I think we're fine. If anything happens, I'm just going to have to walk you out into the hallway of my apartment complex because your eyes are completely taped shut. (laughs) I was like, okay, I guess I trust you with my life. And then Logan's birthday was yesterday and our AC went out Friday night. We don't know what's going on. It's a new construction house. There's absolutely no reason for our AC to not be working two months into a new build. Terrible. And then Logan's birthday dinner we went to Saturday night. We all got Mm -hmm. our food on time. Great experience other than Logan's birthday dinner. So they brought, we went to a Chinese restaurant and Mm -hmm. they brought his entree out without his fried Mm -hmm. rice. And so the waitress said, hey, they're still working on your rice, but your chicken was ready. So we brought it out to you. So Mm -hmm. he starts eating the chicken thinking, okay, the rice should come within a minute or two. 15 minutes later, he's thinking, okay, well, my chicken is getting cold and I eat it with rice, but you haven't brought me my rice yet. And so he had to wait and they remade his entire meal, but they did give us a huge chocolate cake for his birthday to make up for it. But I mean, I am hiding in my closet right now recording and it is just, it is hot. It is like 83 degrees in my house right now. Yeah, I'm sure you're boiling. Yeah, we may pack up and stay at my parents because they cannot come check our AC until Wednesday or Thursday. Do you have a fan or anything? I do. I have a fan in my room right now. But it's so loud that with recording, I just decided to <laughs> lock myself in this dungeon. Let it out. See how much effort we put into these things. Yeah, I'm on the floor. Haley's sweating. <laughs> <laughs> like you could, you should see me glistening right now. She is glistening, yeah. but in a beautiful way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're glowing. Absolutely glowing. Glowing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well yeah. We're, break? Yeah, we'll have a little Uh-oh. break. I'm definitely going to go get some ice water and then we'll yes. be back with the question. Welcome back. We are going to go ahead mm-hmm. and jump into questions. And Rainy, you are going to start us off with question one. Of course. So question one is, how do you date during COVID? This was submitted anonymously. And I figured this would probably be 
a better one for me to answer because Haley did not deal with no <laughs> during COVID. Fortunately, if you want to hear her opinions on these things. For me, when I was trying to date during COVID, there was a hot minute where I started to message a guy on gosh, I don't even remember at this point. I was on so many apps. <laughs> And he was somebody that I was interested in meeting, but obviously this was the peak of COVID. It was March, April, 2020. And he just kept pressuring me to meet in person and where I didn't know how serious COVID was or anything like that. I was not comfortable with it at all. And so I I had to keep telling him no. And what I realized over time was the fact that I kept saying no to him was because I don't think he was supposed to be the person I was supposed to be with. If I have to argue, with him about even meeting for the first time is not somebody I really should be with Mm, good point I think that goes for dating in general yeah did you see any red flags like that when you were dating that you just knew even before you met yeah I mean or within that first date I had someone ask me to order a kid's meal at Chick-fil-a because he didn't feel like spending that much money Uh (laughs) which I was fine with. I normally order a kid's meal at Chick-fil-A, but it was one of those situations where it wasn't like, hey, why don't we cook at my place, which would have been cheaper, or hey, Mm -hmm. let I have this great idea and I really want to split this meal. He could have come up with something a little bit better than, hey, I need you to order a kid's meal because I only want to spend this much. That right away I was like, ah, or a guy who will not plan the first date, but will ask you on mm-hmm. the first date. So it's, hey, do you want to go out? Like, I really want to go out with you. And then he said, he picks you up and asks, okay, well, what do you want to do? Well, where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, we're done with dinner. Okay, now what? Where for me, I'm thinking, you're showing interest in dating me or going on a date with me, uh-huh. but not enough to even plan. Yeah, it seems like it's not the action, but more so the meaning behind the action. Because of course, this guy wanted to meet with me. Of course, this guy wanted you to order the kids meal. (laughs) But yeah, he didn't feel like you were worth spending more money on. This guy for me didn't feel like I was worth protecting from COVID because I was nervous. It it was pressure to do something neither of us were comfortable with. And I, I think that wraps really well back into just dating with COVID in general. Where are you at personally on the COVID spectrum? There are people who don't care if you get vaccinated. There are people who vaccinations are an absolute must. I'm not going to say either way where I'm at, just because I don't want to get into that right now, honestly. (laughs) But but I think you need to take and assess where you're at and see if they're willing to meet you there or if they're going to pressure you to do one thing or the other. If they give you grief because you got vaccinated and think that you're just a needle pusher or if they give you grief because you haven't gotten vaccinated and you're not comfortable with Mm -hmm. it because of things you've learned or researched. You need to determine where you're at personally and then go from there. There are a couple ideas I had and Haley, I I would love to hear if you had any other ones, Yeah, but I was thinking um, there's some online dating websites you can look at and I'll link so, you know, you, you're thinking Bumble, Hinge, whatever, but there's also this thing that I'll link below. It's a separate platform, but you connect your Netflix to it and you can literally watch oh. your Netflix movies with somebody else and like chat during it. So that might be kind of fun or you can play Quiplash games online, things like that. So if you don't want to actually meet in person, there's that. There is stuff where... You could just do a virtual day. You could both eat dinner at the same time virtually. If you are comfortable with meeting up, but you're not totally in a place where you feel safe to to go beyond that, you could always just meet up for dinner where you're sitting across from each other at a table. There's a lot of ways you could do it. I think you just need to know where each of you are at 
Yeah. I've seen some people, depending on where you live, a lot of outdoor dates could be an option. Mm -hmm. So eating outside, have meeting up at a location and having a picnic where if you want to somewhat social distance or at least feel comfortable being out in the open, mm -hmm. going for a walk, going for a run, if you're athletic, if that's your thing, doing outdoor dining as an option. Or if you live near a beach or near the mountains, go hiking, find something outdoor for you Get to chased do. chased by a bear. And that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a bonding experience. <laughs> you never know what you'll find out But there. it's also, yeah, that can also be a good way to either share your hobbies with someone or even let someone else share their hobbies with you is... Find something different to do because normally I don't think most people would think to go on a hike for a first date or go to the beach. But honestly, everybody probably needs more sunshine. We're all too grumpy here. Even if you're not going oh, on yeah. a date, just go outside. <laughs> Get some sunshine. Be a little nicer to <laughs> yes. people and creatures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, definitely be respectful of other people's boundaries. And if you are hoping or expecting for someone to negotiate with you, then you also need to be open to negotiating. Oh, for real. And I really yeah. like that you say be respectful of other people's boundaries because again, this can go on either side of the spectrum. You have people who absolutely mm -hmm. want you to be vaccinated, wearing a mask, hand sanitizer the whole nine yards and then you've got other people who think the people who get vaccinated are crazy and that they're just listening to the government mm -hmm. and conspiracies and yeah. stuff like that so yep really try to learn where your boundaries are and honestly if this mm -hmm. is again if this is something that somebody's going to push you on that may not be the right person for you hate to break it to you yeah Absolutely. I mean, if there is someone out there that is harassing or belittling, mm -hmm. belittling someone who is at either end of the spectrum, then that clearly shows who they are as a person. So <laughs> yeah, take that as your red, <laughs> flag, red flag and find someone else. Before we move on to question two, we just wanted to let you guys know question two is actually about a two-part question. We decided... Yes. We've gotten a lot of similar questions, so we're hoping that if you've submitted something very similar to this, we cover your topic. So we may not get to each and every individual question, but this should cover probably about six different ones we've got submitted. So hopefully this yes. is a good conversation, but yeah, sit back, relax. This is going to be technically questions two and three for this whole part. So Haley... All right. So this question was also submitted anonymously. And this person is asking, what do you do when people tell you that you should change your clothes, hair, appearance, you should worry about your skin more, wear makeup, you should care what people think about you. Also, how to deal with family, friends, and strangers saying that you need to lose weight, you need to eat better or not eat so much, or they keep bringing up your weight and how you look. And they asked what to say to those people and how to let it not get to you. So that is a very loaded <laughs> question because there are so many factors that go into it. I think that there is a big difference in your friends and family telling you that you need to make those changes in order for people to and like you more you. Yeah. because, yeah, because you should absolutely never do that. And for me, I would never want to be friends with people who make me feel that way about mm -hmm. myself. I've been there, done that in middle school and high school. I was in that popular group in middle school and I wore the right clothes and said the right things. And eventually when they started making decisions that I didn't agree with, then I removed myself mm -hmm. from that friend group and I started to figure out my own personal style. And I decided to befriend other people who weren't always looking for that immediate attention from other people. And those are still my best friends. The friends that I made in seventh grade when I left that popular friend group, I stuck with those friends Aww. throughout middle school and high school, college and after college. And 
they never made me feel like I needed to change myself, which I really appreciated. Now, it's different than a friend coming up to you and maybe you're shopping together, you're doing something together, and they might encourage you Mm -hmm. to do something like, oh, hey, why don't you buy this outfit? That's really cute. That would be really cute. And maybe you see that as a way to build their confidence, then that could Mm -hmm. be a, a way to go about it. But I don't think you should ever make someone feel like they have to change in order to be liked, especially if it's your family. Yeah. I do not like that idea of family because I think that plays into a whole different view of acceptance because your friends, you might somewhat understand that, okay, I'll get into more trendier makeup or clothes because that's what my friends are into. And I want to be able to relate to them more. And if Mm -hmm. I'm feeling like I'm not being accepted, then I think that's a whole other feeling than being told by your family members, this is what you need to do in order to be accepted. All of a sudden now you're thinking, well, is it that my family doesn't accept me or what are they thinking about me as a person? Mm -hmm. And I think that that can have two different, but also both negative effects. Well, and if you look at the length of time that you've known these people, your friends could be a couple of years. Now I get that there's lifelong friends. I have lifelong friends that Mm -hmm. I've known since I was four, but I consider them more like family. Yeah. And then I've got my actual family and then I've got friends like Haley who I've known for four years. It probably is a little more hurtful when it comes from your family because of Mm -hmm. the fact that these are the people who have known you your whole life. They probably know your deeper, darker secrets. They probably know who you are and who you've grown to be. They're supposed to be the people that you trust and love. And so when it comes from them, it's like, well, why don't you appreciate me? Yeah. Why don't you like me for who I am? You've seen me grow up. You watched me go through my awkward phase, which mm-hmm. by the way, I don't understand why a lot of teens don't have that anymore, no. but my family definitely <laughs> Oh, mine. yeah. Yeah. So it's, I just find that really interesting that it can be different depending on who it's coming from. And I think a lot of that is because of how long you've known these people. Mm-hmm. So I think with family from personal experience, that setting those boundaries may be the best thing that you can do for yourself with certain people, because I have had to tell people that are close to me that if you bring up my weight again, if you bring up my appearance or tell me, oh, well, you should wear this this way because it's more flattering or, oh, yeah, I think that that would look better on someone else with this different body type. And I've had to tell them if you make comments like that to me again, then I will choose to separate myself from you for Mm -hmm. a certain part of my life. And I have had to do that where I have gone a couple weeks without talking to people who are close to me because they chose to overstep that boundary. Since then, it doesn't happen as often. And I think that it's important to stand up for yourself when it comes Mm -hmm. to something as serious as your weight or your appearance that Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how I would go about saying that to a stranger. I know that strangers were mentioned in this comment, but I think setting those boundaries and stand up. Leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Get out of my face. Right. (laughs) I could not imagine. That's funny because my mom's name is Susan. Oh, sorry. (laughs) And my (laughs) mother-in-law. Oh yeah. So you definitely have to say that. for the Susan right (laughs) (laughs) now. But I think that As far as what to say to them and how to let it not get to you, I think that goes into kind of our second question and the main topic of these two questions or this latter part of our question segment is how to get self-confidence and keep it and not Mm -hmm. let people make you lose it. Well, I think it's important to realize that in one of our first episodes, we talked about just general mental health and how everyone has mental health and we're all on this spectrum that is constantly changing. So I see self-confidence in a similar way where yes, you can absolutely have self-confidence, but just because you say that you're a confident person, you're confident in yourself, it doesn't mean that there won't be situations or days where that self-confidence decreases Mm -hmm. and there will be days where it increases. And I think that it's just on that ever-changing spectrum 
of being able to be confident with who you are and be able to explore your interest and explore your style. Mm -hmm. And I think that over time, you'll find people who appreciate that in you. Yeah. And I really want to emphasize the last sentence of that. It's how to get self-confidence and keep it. And then they say, and not let people make you lose it. If you look at how you worded that, whoever submitted this part, take a step back and look at what you said. If you really had confidence in yourself, if you really truly felt like you were a good person or you were happy with your appearance, happy with who you are on the inside. I don't think that people could make you lose it. I think it would be yourself that loses it. Um, if people are, if, if one comment is enough to make it waver, I'm not sure that there was actually that much confidence there to begin with because self-confidence is the ability to think, I'm good no matter what. I can get through this no matter what. You say something crappy to me and I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Susan, call me fat. I don't (laughs) care. It's being able to have that backbone and to stand up for yourself. And I'm not saying that comments can't make people hurt. I'm not saying that. I mean... (laughs) Okay, to be totally honest, when Haley and I were looking at feedback, I may have cried from a couple of things that were said to me. And it's not that I don't have confidence. I still, I got hurt. But when we went back and we looked at it, I realized, oh, hey, I'm not the bad person in the picture. This is just something that they're trying to help me improve. It's not as big of a deal as I thought it was. And it didn't waver me so much that I thought I was this terrible person or stupid or just like unworthy. It was, okay, let's try and make this better. Mm -hmm. And I know that I am doing the best I can with what I have. And I am enjoying the podcast myself. And I'm happy in the podcast, regardless of what other people say. So you really need to assess how much these people are making you lose it because, and I put quotations around that, but I don't think if you're confident that they'll make you lose it, it may make it harder to see, but it's still there underneath and you'll eventually be able to bring it back out after doing some, some self-assessment. Yeah. With that, I wanted to add that people won't make you lose it, but in the situation that you were just describing, that Mm -hmm. maybe they make you question your confidence in yourself rather than losing it where you have to take a step back. And that's okay because that is natural for us to have moments where we have to take a step back and really analyze what is being said to us or how we feel. And then- Mm -hmm like you did, you had to take a step back and you had to say, you know what, this is what I'm confident in. This is the feedback that I appreciate. And this is how I'm going to use this to improve and also realize that, Hey, some of the feedback we heard, we decided, you know what, if someone is asking us to completely change something about ourselves that we love and enjoy doing on the podcast, then that's not something that we're willing to change. So I think also knowing when it's okay to take that feedback and apply it, but also know yourself and know your strengths and know when you're not willing to make those changes. And literally know that not every person is going to like you. No. I think that was a huge thing that I took a very, very long time to learn. And I'm finally getting to that point. And I'm not perfect. Obviously, I was <laughs> I was upset <laughs> the other day. But I am learning a lot more how to do that. The people will get mad at you over literally anything kind of go. Let's go back to the COVID conversation. There's people who think getting vaccinated is the best thing in the world. And it makes you a really good person. And people are going to hate you for it. Or There's people who don't get vaccinated and they're like, how could you listen to the government? You're such a terrible person. You're a sheep follower, whatever. Yeah. And that makes you a terrible person. You know, like, yes, (laughs) you're not, you cannot please everyone. No, you're just going to stretch yourself thin. So I think a good place for you to start is maybe get a piece of paper. It's really simple. Get a piece of paper and write down everything, not just that you love about yourself. That's totally fine to include, but just facts about yourself. So 
one of the things I could write is I love swimming. And another one, I play the clarinet. I wear sweatshirts most days, things like that. Just, just straight facts. And then you can look at those things and think, are these actually bad things or are these just things about me? And so if people come at you and attack you about things, it's like, well, I'm not here to please you. I'm here to please myself. And I'm really happy with the way things are according to this list about things about myself. Now, I'm not saying to always ward off criticism. If there's things that you could be improving and somebody comes to you genuinely and says, hey, I was really hurt by something you did or hey, I don't like it when you interrupt me all the time or whatever, then maybe take that with a grain of salt and see if there's a place you can improve. But for the most part, I think criticism's can be unnecessary especially if you haven't asked for them yes if you've asked for them then it's different but if you haven't and somebody just comes up to you and is like you need to lose a few pounds that's when you say shut up susan yeah Sorry, I didn't I, ask I, now you. That's, that's my new motto here <laughs> just like yours is get over it mine shut up susan <laughs> i love it i'll have to tell my mom she still hasn't yeah. figured out how to listen so <laughs> and we're not criticizing her for that yeah that's just a part of who she is <laughs> yep <laughs> Anything else you want to add on to that, Haley? Uh, Well, I had an article that I had pulled up that just listed a couple general things about self-worth or improving self-esteem, and I won't get into every little detail, but it does touch on respecting yourself. So having respect for yourself is vital to maintaining healthy self-esteem, and that involves assessing and upholding your values without sacrificing your well-being to please others. And I know that Rainy and I are big people pleasers, or at least we were. <laughs> it's something that we're working on. And yes, I think together. that we have both improved a lot in the past few years. Yeah. But you really have to develop trust in yourself and learn those skills to become more assertive. And I know that becoming a teacher has made a big impact on that for me because going into maybe my first few weeks of my first year teaching, I wasn't as assertive, but by the end of the school year, I mean, I was fully confident in myself and that even stretched into my church calling with the middle school and high schoolers that I was able to be that assertive figure at activities where if people were acting up, if people weren't taking something seriously, I could be the one to correct someone because I had my teacher voice. (laughs) (laughs) So it would naturally come out and kids would respond to me in that way where they're like, oh, okay, I need to get it together. I'm getting called out. (laughs) Wait, can we just get a snippet? I don't think I could do it. What about Okay, let's just pretend. Oh gosh, I'm sweating. That <laughs> it's your closet. It's not yeah. me. Um, let's just pretend that all of the kids are running around the gym and they're not being calm and they're just screaming. And I don't know, maybe you see a kid jump on another kid. What would you say in your teacher voice? Oh, well, since I'm such a professional and mm-hmm. I use all of the wonderful training that I was given through Mm -hmm. Idaho. My favorite (laughs) classroom management strategy is to look at a kid and say, hey, let's not do that. Okay. All right. Move on. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) And it works saying, hey, let's, let's not do that. I say it more assertively than like, hey, let's not do that. (laughs) No, you get in their face. You, you, uh, kick, kick your leg down. You're like, hey, (laughs) Well, I just look at them. I make eye contact and mm-hmm. say, hey, let's not do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I start yeah. shaking my head. So they agree with yeah. me <laughs> and they're like, oh, and it works. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See that if you want to build up your confidence, just practice your, your teacher voice. Yeah. Whoever submitted this, yeah. practice your teacher voice, learn how to just be demanding, demand the room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so good. Well, I have one last thing to add as I read through this article and I'll make sure to link it, but it ends with reminding you that as difficult as self-esteem may be to build or self-confidence, that it does require you to really turn inward and Mm -hmm. 
I would try and keep that in mind that unfortunately, this isn't something I think that you can blame on others. I think it really takes that self-awareness and reflection to work on you because at the end of the day, that is how you are reacting to situations. And I think that it takes that inward reflection to decide how you are going to handle that because everyone is different. Everyone's boundaries are going to be different. So the things that I would do and say to someone is based, they are based on my relationship with that person. And I would not say the same thing to my mom as I would say to Logan's mom. I wouldn't say the same thing to one of my students that I would maybe say to my sister or my cousin who was making a comment about something. I mean, do you know how many students ask teachers every day, are you having a baby? Are you pregnant? Oh, I heard so-and-so was (laughs) pregnant. Oh, wait, are you having a baby too? (laughs) (laughs) They will ask that to any teacher with somewhat of a pouch. Oh, we all look like we're pregnant to children. I've, I've learned that very quickly. So yeah, the way I would react would be much different than if yeah someone at church was like, oh, so when are you due? <laughs> <laughs> like, leave me alone, Susan. Um, <laughs> that actually does bring me back full circle to a thought that I was having as well a little earlier, because you're talking about not letting what people say negatively affect you. But I think in the same way, look at how it's positively affecting you too. Mm. Uh, Nobody's comments or things that they say should, I guess, waver your opinion of yourself that much unless there's something more going on. And I think you'll realize that sometimes it doesn't, that maybe there is a little bit more, I don't want to say self-confidence, but just Mm self-understanding of where you're at. Because if somebody comes up to you and says, oh my gosh, your hair looks beautiful today. And you're thinking, I don't think it does. It's not that their kindness wavered your opinion of yourself. You understand that, hey, I don't think I like the way I look today. So that's another inward reflection is like, oh, hey, I guess I I do understand myself a little more than I thought I did. Maybe not everybody's opinion does waver how I think about myself. And so you need to learn how you think about yourself. It was kind of the same thing with going back to this meeting I had with Haley where I was pretty upset. And then she was trying to say things to make me feel better. Yeah. You know, just being the good friend she is. And um, not that I was arguing with with her, at least that I know of, but (laughs) more that I was just like, "Ah, I'm not sure I feel that way I'm not sure I think so and when we took a step back and we took each question or each comment comment by comment and talked about it I realized it's because I don't think those things that they're saying I think these things about myself and this is what I think is going on and so I'm kind of upset that these people are trying to tell me that I should be different or that I'm doing something differently than I think Mm -hmm. I am. I realize that I actually do have a little more confidence in myself. I do understand myself a little better than I, I originally thought. And I know that sounds really backwards, but maybe look at that. If you're, even if it's a negative thing, even if it's an automatic comeback, that means you understand yourself more and you have a little more confidence in yourself than maybe you already realize. So that's kind of my last two cents worth. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking is in some of those situations, you can take that as an opportunity to step back and realize, okay, well, this may be something that you don't like about me, but now I get the chance to remind myself that maybe this is something that I appreciate myself. Well, this is something that I appreciate about myself. So with one of the comments, someone told us that we were too giggly and that (laughs) we needed to be more real and solve problems, something along those lines. Yeah. And we decided that we are not going to come on here and be robots because that's not our personality. So that person may have wanted us to produce a very serious podcast. And yes, we may talk about serious subjects from time to time, but that is not the nature of this podcast. So for that person, this isn't the podcast for them if that's what they're looking for, for someone who doesn't laugh. We realize that that's something that we like about ourselves. That's something that we love about the podcast is that lightheartedness to giving advice and sharing stories and being able to laugh at ourselves. And And in the most ironic way, yeah, 
isn't us laughing and giggling. Isn't that us being ourselves? Isn't that us being real? There's no way for us to be more real because that's who we are. We're just, we're sarcastic. (laughs) We're giggly. And sometimes we talk really serious. Sometimes we make really immature jokes, but yeah, that's why we like what we're doing now is because we hope that people will enjoy, you know, our sense of humor as well as maybe our more serious advice at times too. Yeah. Well, and who would we be to come on here and talk about self-confidence if we allowed someone else's opinion on our personalities to change the way that we produce the podcast that makes zero sense to come out and give this advice but allow others to change so be you you're great just the way you are make your little list learn learn more about yourself yeah I'm sure you're fantastic just just as you are and you'll find the people that support you kind of like Haley was talking about earlier yes so I think that is it for this week yep although we do want to remind everyone that for our final episode we are going to have a rapid fire yes hot take session so there is a google form that we will link below it'll also be linked on all of our social media sites for you to submit your own hot takes so we want all of those unpopular opinions If you have something that you want to comment on, I know specifically Harry Potter has been one that I think (laughs) a lot of people want to submit. You can submit whatever hot takes you want. You can submit however many you want. And our goal is to be able to go through and react to those on our last episode of this season. So get those in by, I believe, September 15th. Yes. And you can submit at any time up until that point. So that form will stay open. And as many as you want. As of right now, I think we only have one or two. Like we really, we, we want more. We want this to last a whole episode. So just go crazy. (laughs) Yep. Give, give us all you've got. Yeah. (laughs) Anytime you think of something, send it in. in. Yeah. Or even TikToks. I know sometimes a lot of our hot takes generate from TikToks that we see (laughs) or just social media posts. So feel free to insert any links that you want to. Yeah. We'll check as many of them out as we can for that final episode. All right. Well, I, I think that's it. Thank you again for all of the questions you've submitted. Thank you for your support. And I know we've talked a lot about the feedback and I promise that it's not a negative thing. We've learned a lot from what you've said. So go ahead and feel free to keep submitting it. We just want to let you know that we are for sure reading it and trying to do our best with what we can and what we're given. So that's all from me. (laughs) All right. Happy hashtag not Not thriving Thursday. Thursday. (laughs) We will see you guys next week. Except for Susan. Bye. Uh, (laughs) Bye.